Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Hey, bartender, pass me a drink. A reason that I'm here is I need time to think. Seasons, greetings, and welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. I am your bartender for the evening. You can call me the Dude. Or Anthony, if you know me well enough. And by now, if you've been listening to this podcast long enough, you know me. This is Anthony. You have the, that freedom to call me Anthony right now. How is everybody doing right now? We made it through Christmas. Congratulations. And uh, hopefully uh, the weekend wasn't too hectic when you were trying to make returns or try to spend those groovy gift cards that you got. All right, so let's everybody sit down, relax for a moment. We need to recharge ourselves after the Christmas season and get ready for New Year's Eve. Yes, that's right. We are getting ready to say goodbye, 2020. Hello, 2021. Uh, so, you know, before we get started with everything, let's talk about a drink special. Well, let's think think of it this way. Uh, I went down my list of drinks that I have that prepared to tell you guys that I run across on social media or the internet and you know pretty much new year's eve every drink special isn't it It, uh nobody does any bar really have a drink special because uh most bars uh for their uh regular customers mostly they offer moderately to surprisingly cheap wine or uh sparkling wine if you want to get technical but champagne to give out to all the customers like uh, there are some bars out there that the champagne will actually have a cork on it that they've had uh, in storage for a couple of years, and most of it comes out as foam. And then you got the other places where it comes with a bottle cap, or if you're really lucky, it comes out of a can. But that's just for the big uh, 12 o'clock toast. Everybody's saying cheers, uh, giving hugs, giving kisses, and all that sort of thing, and downing a little bit of champagne. Here's to the new year. And, uh, you know, if you decide that you want to have a little bit of fun with the champagne, you know, mix some kind of liqueur in with it. If, uh, you know, somebody wants to have a little bit of champagne a little bit early in the night, and but they don't really want to show that they're drinking champagne early in the night, or you don't want to show that you have champagne early in the night, here's something that you can do. Take any one of the liqueurs that you have. Just pick one. You can go use Schomburg, you can use Midori, you can use Apple Pucker, you can uh, use uh, anything. And mix it in with, uh, mix in like a shot with some champagne in it. It'll change the taste, it'll still give them the the bubbles that tickle their nose, and it'll probably uh, get them them there faster than uh, uh, just straight alcohol or just straight champagne. But, you know, name it whatever you want. I think it wasn't uh, the Champagne and Midori. I think that was called a melon baller or something. No, that's not a melon baller. But, uh, yeah, have some fun with the liqueurs uh, because 
you know, they mostly just sit there, don't they? Everybody gets vodka crayons or uh, Jack and Cokes or something like that. Uh, you know, turn some of you people that work a full bar and don't really try to use your liqueurs, have a little bit of fun with it that night. Woman walks up and asks for a drink and you say, hey, let me hook you up with something here. You pour, you take yourself a, maybe a nice wine glass or maybe a champagne flute if they're available or just put it in a, a bucket. Don't put any ice, put in a shot of Chambord and then fill the rest with champagne and see what they think. I bet you, uh, well, I don't have any money. So I, you know, I bet you a good day. I promise I will have a shitty day and you can have a good one of my good days uh, if they hate it. So that's, that's the bet. If uh, you mix any of your liqueurs with champagne and the person says they hate it, you have my permission to take my good day and I'll take your bad day. Spiritually or metaphysically, not in actuality. I, I don't mean, uh, I've got listeners uh, all over the world right now and I, I don't really feel like that I have the time and money to fly to, say, Spain to take care of somebody else's kids or do their job for them. No, just spiritually. You you can t- spiritually you can have my good day, and spiritually I'll take your shitty day. So, yeah, then let's we got to get that straight. So, all you bartenders out there, unfortunately, some of you aren't going to be able to celebrate New Year's Eve with your customers. Uh, I am uh, feel really bad for you guys right now because uh, work is really shitty. You're not able to make the money that you're supposed to, but doesn't mean you can't have a little bit of fun. And, you know, invite some of your friends over, show off some of your bartending skills at home, and tell them to bring their own liquor because you, uh, you shouldn't have to pay for everything. You know, pick enough friends so that you can fill up, your, uh, fill up the well. You feel free to make the drinks all night long. You'll supply the ice, but tell one friend to bring the vodka, next friend bring gin, next friend rum, uh... They'll probably wonder why you're asking for triple sec because nobody drinks. Well, some people drink that alone, but uh, usually that's Grand Marnier. But uh, and then some whiskey. It does. You know, they can go expensive. They can go cheap. That's their decision. And then you can pretty much make them any drink you want. You supply the mixers. You know, you get the Coke. You got the orange juice. You got the Diet Coke. Uh, maybe even get one friend to uh, bring some fruit over. You know, just you know, make it a make it a big party where everybody. Uh, is involved with it because, uh, you know, you know, that way they all have something to get mad about. Hey, I didn't get a drop of that vodka that I brought last night. Uh, well, uh, you were really into the whiskey, and I don't know who brought the bottle with the worm in it, but uh, you can have the rest of it if you want. Yeah, just make up stories like that. But those of you who are uh, lucky enough to work at your bar, uh, just remember everybody's there to have a good time that night and you know, uh, right up until midnight, most people will stay in a good mood because we're all dreaming, hoping, wishing to get past the 2020, uh, shithole that it is, but just keep in mind, you're going to be the only sober person in the room. Therefore you're going to remember everything that happens. That's the beauty part of being a bartender in most places. Some there, I think there's still some states that allow the bartenders to drink behind the bar. But, um, it, you know, you have the opportunity to remember. You have the opportunity to, to take pictures and remind your customers later on. Now, I'm not saying, no, don't uh, use it for, uh, you know, some kind of uh, 
uh, entrapment, embezzlement, or whatever, one of those E words. Uh, don't use it for that. Just use it for fun. I mean, uh, I bartended uh, on uh, December 31st, 1999. And everybody that year was afraid of the Y2K. And uh, they were afraid computers were going to shut down, power was going to go off, airplanes are going to fall out of the sky. Ah! But, uh, you know, none of that happened, obviously. We've made it to 20 uh, 20 years later, and, uh, you know, nothing's really happened except for, uh, you know, viruses and uh, explosions and, yeah, well, but it didn't happen, uh, it didn't happen on, on the new year of 2000. That's all I'm saying. But uh, the New Year's on 2000 was a fun night because everybody came in to my bar dressed to the nines. My uh, my bar owner had us dressed in tuxedos, which we kind of hated because there was a lot of people in the bar. Me, uh, 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 Shannon, she was, uh, she was head bartender. I was back bartender, sort of. And uh, all the servers that we had working that night, we were all dressed in tuxedos. And we were all hot as shit because there were so many people in there, so many people dancing, so many people uh, doing whatever. But, you know, we're, we're all sweating to death in our tuxedos. And, uh, but it was still a fun night because everybody was there smiling. Everybody was there having a good time. And we watched, since I worked in Oregon, we watched the ball drop from the East Coast all the way over to the West Coast. We watched the ball drop four times because everybody was so scared that uh, things were going to happen as soon as midnight struck. You know, just all of a sudden the clocks go weird. The airplanes falling out of the sky. Cars don't work anymore. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. But no, none of that happened. And it was like a breath of fresh air. As soon as the clock struck 12, everybody grabbed each other uh, screamed happy new year, giving kisses, hugs, handshakes. It was a beautiful, beautiful sight. Plus people were really generous with their tipping that night. You kind of have to uh, keep an eye on the people that have tabs though, uh, because, uh, they forget their card and they come in and pay later and they don't, uh, tip as well, but that's just a greedy bartender talking. You don't have to have that frame of mind. But uh, that was one of the best New Year's Eves because everybody walked into New Year's Eve scared. But as soon as clock struck 12, everything was just fine. I really bad wanted to go into the back and shut off the main breaker to the restaurant as soon as 12 hit. But I figured, no, that's going to cause a whole bunch of confusion. People will freak out. But I, God, I wanted to do that so bad. And, you know, of course, the karaoke DJ that we had that night, actually, no. No, we had live music that night, but the karaoke DJ uh, handled the music in between music sets from the live band. But uh, the karaoke DJ, she played uh, the popular Ole Sign, that the song that everybody sings but nobody knows the words to. And, uh, you know, it, me and my coworkers, we... Uh, couldn't really do anything, but afterwards we all uh, got together uh, at a hotel uh, because my boss thought it would be safer for us to be in a hotel rather than drive home with everybody in New Year's Eve uh, on the road. We might get in an accident or something like that. Actually, I think my boss was hoping for an orgy, but 
it didn't happen. But that was her deal. Let's not let's not even talk about that. But that was a good New Year's Eve just because it uh, felt refreshing. Now, going into 2021, it's a little bit different. Um, let's try to compare it to uh, 2000, I think it was 2006, uh, or maybe 2005. So I was bar- uh, bartending. It was my night to bartend on a Tuesday night, and New Year's Eve happened to fall on Tuesday the other bartenders tried to get my shift away from me, but I was like, uh-uh, I want it. I have I have that night off for my other job. I'm going to work that night. And they uh, they all showed up at the bar to uh, say, uh, uh, say Happy New Year to me late at night. But I felt really bad for my uh, uh, server that night because I felt like I really needed somebody working the floor with me because I knew the place was going to be packed. I'm pretty sure that she wanted to get off work so that she could have uh, New Year's toast with her friends that showed up that night. But I said, I really can't let you off the clock because I, I need help tonight. And it's, you know, this will take forever. And she she completely understood. And uh, funny funny thing about uh, the whole thing was, I think... If she, if Jen, uh, Jen, if you're listening to this podcast, I think I let you still have a champagne toast with your friends, even though you were on the clock. I've been off, I've been off the clock for, uh, from that bar for so long. Who cares now? I'll tell the little secrets. But, uh, the goofy thing about that was, is, uh, one of the, uh, one of my regulars, I think she, she wanted a, uh, New Year's Eve kiss for me, but I think she made a deal with her boyfriend that, if she kissed me, he got to kiss uh, the other server. Uh, so uh, they both got their wish. Uh, you know, some people are into that sort of thing. I, anyway, that's just the way it is. But as soon as the clock struck 12 that night, it was just like, Happy New Year. Okay, we're done. Uh, I don't know if people had to go to work and just wanted to see the clock strike 12 and then just get out of there. We had champagne that had been stored away for a long time. It Plastic cork. And, uh, like I said, it just exploded in foam. I was as safe as I possibly could keep this in mind. Bartenders, if you haven't worked a new year's Eve or popped a cork of champagne, uh, a lot of people do die every year from, uh, champagne corks because they come out at extreme velocity and they ricochet really good too. I'm sure those people that got killed by the, uh, cork though, I'm, you know, they might get hit in the head, hit in the eye. It might might cause a small bruises, but it's those people that, uh, you know, try to pop open the champagne with their teeth or uh, other orifices uh, that are the ones that probably have to go to the hospital uh, at least, at the very least. All I'm saying is just don't do that. Uh, the safest way to do it, throw a rag over the bottle and then just inch it out with your thumbs and pop, you're ready to go. Um, and be aware of that. Uh, it's probably been in storage for a long time and it's going to fizz on you. Um, that's, you know, that's nothing. And in fact, you, you got a sink nearby. Yeah. Shoot. You'll be able to keep it clean. But 2006, it was, or whatever year, the second new year's Eve that I did, it was just, meh. Okay. But 2000, uh, uh, 20, uh, 2020 to 2021, I anticipate that people are going to want to do that big breath of fresh air. It's like, okay, 
Now the masks can come off. Okay, now we don't have any more problems from the government. We, uh, uh, I'll get my job back. Okay, um, I don't want to ruin anybody's holiday or anything like that, but walk in a little bit more carefully than that. It's not like the clock's going to strike 12 and then boom, everything is back to what you consider normal. And, uh, besides, what is normal? What I don't know what the fuck normal is. Nobody's normal. If you don't believe me, spend a couple hours on TikTok. You'll figure it out. So just going into the new year, I want you guys to all still pay attention to what's going around and don't automatically sit back and think, okay, we're finally out of 2020. 2021 is going to be a better year. There is firm possibility that 2020 is going to be a better year than 2020, or 2021 is going to be a better year than 2020, but it's going to take a while. And I want you all to be patient I want you all to keep your uh, keep your wits about you because uh, things don't change at the tick of a clock. Uh, it takes practice. It takes work and lots of alcohol, which is why we're there. We're the bartenders. And I totally suggest that any one of you that's a bartender or server to uh, to keep a bottle of champagne or two, depending on how many people you're working with that night, Keep a couple aside, and as soon as you're done with all your side work, as soon as all the dishes are clean, as soon as you get all your work done, pop open one champagne just for you guys because that is an awesome feeling. Uh, I lied to you. The first New Year's Eve that I worked was 1998 to 99, and but I was a banquet bartender, and it was a huge, huge party that we were doing. Uh the local radio station was holding a new year's Eve party at that rest uh, at that hotel. And they had a country band playing live. And I was throwing drinks like a madman behind the uh, bar cart. And, you know, and it, uh, it actually got a little weird after a while because uh, people were, I'd see a guy come up and ask for a bud, just walk up and say, bud, that's it. So I give him a Budweiser and then, you know, and then I serve maybe time became irrelevant because it seemed like it's only been four minutes and all of a sudden there he is again, bud. And I'm well, here you go. And I was still tied up a lot with, uh, uh, what bar rules and regulations were. There were some people that, uh, had were on like their third long Island iced tea I told them, yeah, you'll have to slow down a little bit because I can't serve you any more than that. Well, they just went to the other bartender. There was a bartender on the inside with the party and me on the outside. They put me on the outside because the other bartender uh, had more experience. But it didn't really matter to me all that much because as soon as people were done with their uh, New Year's Eve dinner, they had to get up and go to the bathroom. Then all of a sudden they're like, <gasps> another bartender. I don't have to wait in line over there. And then that's when my business really started to kick in. Uh, I made pretty good tips that night because people were all really cool. But afterwards, uh, the, uh, the my boss at the time, uh, we were all uh, cleaning up all the plates. We were stacking the tables, stacking the chairs. And as soon as we got about three-quarters of the way done, she all of a sudden came in with champagne for everybody. And uh, she goes and she says, okay, uh, let's pretend I don't want to know because legally I'm not supposed to ask your age, but let's pretend we're all over 21. Let's all toast. And we all took a uh, 
glass of champagne and we all toasted to the new year. That was a pretty good feeling. And, uh, uh, it was, yeah, I was kind of bummed that night because, uh, I had a girlfriend at the time and I wasn't able to spend new year's Eve with her, but it, it, you know, when I started mentioning that I'm going to make money tonight, it didn't hurt as bad for her, but I'm, I'm sure she still hope, uh, wished that I was around. That's another thing that us bartenders have to do. We have, uh, we either have to spend new year's Eve with our coworkers or we try to convince our significant other to come into the bar and hang out with us, even though we really can't hang out with them because we're slinging drinks or running drinks, uh, and we can't really spend time with them. But there is that second, that moment at midnight where you have just a few up to a minute where you can uh, run over to your significant other and wish them a happy new year, give them a big hug, big kiss. And then unfortunately you got to go back to work and, uh, you know, if, uh, any one of you, any of you, one of you bartenders, male, female alike, uh, if your significant other happens to be there, give them a kiss that drive that will melt them. And that, that way they'll, you have something to look forward to when you go home. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, uh, for the women, I want, you know, give them a big kiss and you hear splash or, you, uh, you give your boyfriend a big kiss and you actually hear it go doing, you know, give them something to never forget. And uh, trust me, it'll it'll work out if you didn't over-serve them. Other, other than that, uh, you know, whiskey dick is a thing. I don't know what it is for women, but whiskey dick definitely is a thing. Don't make it like, come on, what are you doing? You're pushing rope. No, uh, you got uh, to gotta ease them into it. But give them a kiss that they will never forget. But then go back to work because that's what you're getting paid to do. Uh, and unless you're uh, one of those swingers club and you work behind the bar, then I suppose you can get away with a couple more minutes doing other stuff. I don't know. Never been, a, been to a swingers club. Wow. That's the bluest I've ever gotten on, on this podcast. Yeah. Cool. But just remember, people, uh, your advice from uh, this bartender here. 2020 will not go away like a light switch. It's not like as soon as the clock strikes midnight, we can all throw off our masks and breathe deep. Just be careful out there because we all want to stay safe. We want to be able to uh, see our loved ones on a regular basis again. And uh, because a lot of us had to spend Christmas alone. I I was watching Instagram and watching Facebook and a lot of people weren't able to go visit their fr- uh, friends or family because they were under quarantine. And let's get rid of that shit by acting a little, acting responsibly, and you know, and then get back to work, and so we can start making money and start feeling comfortable again instead of waiting for the government to try to vote on a stimulus check. If you're not able to go out and uh, say Happy New Year to anybody because you're quarantined, you can't, you have nowhere to go, nowhere to meet, your friends are out of town whatever, just get busy on, uh, your, uh, cell phone and send out text messages or, uh, snapchats or whatever, telling everybody happy new year. And then odds are you'll get some happy new year's back. And depending, you know, sometimes like, uh, when you're spending new year's Eve alone, it can be more depressing than spending Christmas alone. And, uh, because you equate the whole, uh, new year's Eve to being around friends partying because 
it's a brand new year. It's it's like a fresh start, and but you have nobody to celebrate it with. But at least send the word out, uh, and because uh, there, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth here. There are people that I miss uh, constantly. I uh, most of my friends live in other states uh, than where I live. I live in Texas, and uh, I don't hear from them very often and miss them like crazy, but I'm, you know, damn sure. I'm going to at least send them a happy new year text that night and or on Friday night because, you know, I don't care, you know, like if it's an ex girlfriend and she has a boyfriend now, I don't care. She's going to get a happy new year for me. Uh, if it's my old, uh, my old buddy from high school and he's got, uh, two boys he's looking over and uh, and his wife he's still good and odds are he probably went to bed early but uh, I'm still going to send him a happy uh, happy new year he'll probably answer later in the day the next day but uh, you know just that that's a good way to make yourself feel a little bit better at least send a message out let no people know you're thinking about them and people will realize yeah I haven't talked to them in a long time. They'll want, they'll want to, uh, let you know they're thinking about you too. Holy shit. Does this podcast become a hallmark moment? Ugh. anyway. So, uh, the last thing I want to, uh, remind you guys, um, uh, not only, you know, have a sip of champagne, just you and your crew, right after you get everything, all your side work done, get ready for the new year's Eve walk of shame. That is my, as when I was a bartender, that was my favorite part of New Year's because uh, even when I, uh, nights I wasn't bartending, when I, uh, I worked a late night job and I could still catch it. And for those of you who don't know what the New Year's Eve walk of shame, it's simply this, anywhere between 3 a.m. and 8 a.m., you are bound to catch somebody, anybody. Walking down the street, whether it's a man uh, with his tie undone, holding his sport jacket in his hand at his side, not over, not over his shoulder, uh, or a woman that's walking down the sidewalk with her heels in her hand. Uh, if if you see a woman like that, be uh, or if you see a woman walking with heels in her hand and barefoot, offer her a ride home. Guys, uh, we don't we tend not to take off our shoes when we're out walking, but high heels for women is uncomfortable. So, you know, like if you're sober, uh, offer her a ride, you know, cause they didn't want to take a taxi or couldn't get a taxi or Uber or whatever. But some reason I always love the walk, oh, the new year's walk of shame because you see these people like the guy with his jacket down at his side, the girl with the high heels in one hand and her purse in the other and uh, hair all natted up. I watch these people and giggle to myself because they're they just did something that they're not proud of, and they're trying to wait, make it back to their car, make it back to their house, apartment, whatever. And you know, it's bad for me to laugh at other people's misfortunes, but come on, I gotta laugh because yes, these people are dressed to the nines, and they uh, they went home went home with somebody that they probably shouldn't have. And now they're going to suffer. They're worried about suffering the consequences all through the next year. And yeah, I think it's funny. But uh, for those of you uh, who are deeply offended, 
um, I'm sorry. I think it's funny. I thought I was going to get accused of doing the New Year's Walk of Shame one uh, one New Year's. The uh, That one I told you about where we all got a hotel room instead of driving straight home. Um, uh, I brought my guitar with me that night because just in case I felt like playing in front of uh, people, I didn't really. But I had my guitar with me, and we all went to the hotel room. Uh, the boss uh, supplied the alcohol. And uh, like I said, I'm pretty sure she was trying to start an orgy. But anyway, uh, she, uh, everybody else fell asleep. And there are other things that were happening. But eventually, I got uncomfortable being there because I didn't bring a date. And other people were hooking up, but I was by myself. And so I didn't want to fall asleep in uh, in the lounge chair with my uh, guitar wrapped in my arms. No, God, no, that's sad. Even though, yeah, I've done it before, but uh, for other reasons, not during a party. But uh, I quickly grabbed my guitar and I started walking towards my uh, walking for my car. And I see people coming out of the hotel and they see me walking walking with my guitar. And I kept thinking, oh God, they're thinking I'm doing the walk of shame. Do those people know me? Ah, screw it. And uh, you know, because I didn't I didn't get lucky that night. So why not let people assume I did? Why not? But on that drive home, I was about 6 o'clock in the morning when I started driving home. Figured it was safe. Uh, my eyes were on the sidewalks watching for people uh, doing the walk of shame. And I did find a few. And they're just like I described. They're dressed really nice. But their heads are down at the sidewalk. The, and they're just kind of shuffling. And, you know, I kind of giggled a little bit. But then when uh, ultimately went on my way. I didn't take any pictures because back at that time, I didn't have a cell phone that had a camera on it. So that's all I got for you for this. Uh, this is the last Hey Bartender podcast for 2020. Uh, it's a quick shot episode. Sorry, people, but uh, that's all I got for you. So like I said, uh, remember, everybody's there to have a good time that night. You're, uh, you're going to serve them. You're going to uh, joke around with them. And you're going to help them get into the new year if you, if you can, if you are working. If you're not working, uh, start sending text messages out. But any way, shape, or form, or fashion, uh, even if people are holding small parties with just friends, there is still a chance to watch the New Year's Eve or New Year's Day walk of shame. So, uh like I uh, like I've been telling you guys, I am really close to my ten thousand downloads this year. Um, by the time this gets posted, I don't know where I'll be at, but I am so close. So please tell your friends, tell your family, tell that perfect stranger. If you're sitting at a bar, tell the bartender about it. Because uh, hey, bartender podcast, I want this show to grow. I don't know what my goals are going to be for next year yet. We're going to probably talk about that in the next podcast, but. Uh, I want this show to grow. I want it to meet more of you people. That would be so cool uh, to get more interviews. And, uh, you know, let's turn, I want to turn this into uh, something that a lot of people uh, can really enjoy. Hopefully you guys are enjoying this, not just listening to this. Oh, God, why do I do this to myself? No, I, I'm sorry. Uh, that I shouldn't talk like that. But anyway, uh, thank you all of you for this year. Uh, and, uh, it's been a great year. I got a lot of, uh, great interviews out of it. I got a lot of great drink recipes. 
you can go back, check out old episodes. I've been doing this for almost two years and over two years, almost three. And, uh, you know, and I greatly appreciate all of you people that are supporting me and send me messages every once in a while and uh, follow me Instagram and uh, Facebook. Uh, anybody can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Just uh, look for Hey Bartender Podcast. And if you remember, if you want to get a hold of me, wish me, the dude, a happy new year, just email me, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com. I, that would totally make my, uh, make my new year because I'm not doing anything this year. And if you're feeling uh, like you want to spend a little bit of that stimulus check, if we receive it, head on over to www.heybartenderpodcast.com and pick up yourself a Hey Bartender Podcast t-shirt or whatever other stuff I got on there. Uh, the Hey Bartender Podcast poker chip is really popular because it's it's like a challenge coin. One side's you're buying, the other side's I'm buying. So something to have fun with. Anyway, so... Uh, I hope you all have a good and safe new year. I'll be talking to you uh, next episode on January 1st, 7 p.m. So until then, I wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness, and don't take any shit from anyone. Happy New Year. What do you mean it's let's go? I just got here.